Welcome to the Bobby Eaton Show. This is where we tell our stories our way. And in the studio with you, co-host Sherry Lasky. How are we doing, Sherry? I'm doing fine, Bobby. Having What's going time. on? Kind of miss you a little bit here. Yes, yes. yes. I've been out and about, yeah, just no. living life away you, from You really home. have. You've been, you've been skiing and stuff yes, all up in the yes. snow-capped mountains. National Brotherhood of Skiers in yeah. Sun Valley. Really? Celebrating How was that? Some event. Um, our actual founders... Art Clay and Mr. Ben Finley. They started the organization back in 1973 at Aspen. Oh, really? And so this makes our 47th year. So 2023, it'll be 50 year celebration. 50 years. Yeah, that's think, a long yeah. time. Yeah, it's a very long time. So, no, let's say 46. Yeah, 47th year. But um, some of the obstacles they had to go through um, starting out and, you know, from for 50 years, we're like the largest black ski group in the country. How many members do you guys have, you think? We have clubs, but individuals clubs. that participate, we have approximately anywhere between 3,000 to like 4,000, quote unquote, members on paper. But we still get people, like, for example, this event, we had about 600 participants. That's a lot. And that's what we call our mini summit. Mm. Our big summit is on the 
odd years, which is 21. So next year it'll be a big one. So we can expect to get like maybe a thousand people there. That's a few people. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. You know, often we don't think about black ski clubs. But there's a lot of participants, yes, right? There are a lot. We used to have a black ski club here in Tulsa, and initially it was really? the, yeah, the Tulsa Brotherhood Ski Club, and then I encouraged them to change the name to kind of identify with the city itself and change it to Black Wall Street Skiers, and mm-hmm. that that people that knew the history of Black Wall Street made an immediate connection. But of course, those people that did not know anything about Black Wall Street, they were, oh God, you guys are in New York? You're on the train? I'm like, no, Black Wall Street, Oklahoma. They didn't know anything about about it. So that, that, and actually acted as a conversational piece. And then, of course, I would have people walk up. Oh, my God, I had a family member that we never heard anything. His family history states that they never heard anything about this person again, yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. maybe this particular family, this particular guy said his family was in the financing business. He left his home. I don't know, it was somewhere on the East Coast to come to Tulsa to be a banker, to work in a bank. And they never heard from him after the the massacre. So, you know, I get different stories, you know, people that do know about Black Wall Street and the history. And yeah, it's steadily you know. uh moving about. People mm-hmm. are getting more right becoming more informed about Black Wall right, Street and right. what it stood for right. and the history of it. Right. You know, um often everybody focuses on the um massacre itself. Mm-hmm. But they don't talk. Well, a lot of people do talk about those black businesses that were down mm-hmm. there, over 600 black businesses mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. what it, um, in a square mile of about right yeah. from from the from Greenwood to, to Archer, Archer. That is a mile. That's a one mile, yeah. and then then it went all the way down to Pine Street. Pine from Pine know, over to Lansing. To Lansing. A lot yeah. of people don't talk about Lansing. Right. You know, I'm always Lansing, talking yeah. about Lansing. Yeah. But Lansing, those Lansing. those that know, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Lansing. Lansing was such a uh, iconic street for us too mm-hmm. back in those days. A lot oh, of wow. stuff going on. I remember as a little boy, I would go to the Regal Theater and oh, wow. stop by. My uncle owned uh, Thompson's Barbershop and mm-hmm. uh, Pool Hall right there. Uh-huh. And they had a lot of uh, little stores up and mm-hmm. down there. Mm-hmm. Going there and buy penny candy okay. and yeah. all of that. A little ice cream parlor on the corner. Right. Ice cream. So it was fun. You know, it's funny that you say that my dad, um, he came by, he stopped by my house yesterday and we got to talking and he was saying something about the small hotels. Yeah, small hotels, hotel, right. Yeah. And he, and, and it's, it, it was just like, you hear people say that their elders would say, don't tell anybody, don't, don't. And that's what he was saying to me. It's like, excuse me? Mm-hmm. What makes you think I'm not going to tell? Ain't nobody we beyond that. We have to tell. Well, that. that's what they did back in those yeah, but days. Yeah, that, but that's how he was. He approached me last night. Now, don't tell anybody. I'm like, like, why? About what was going on? Yeah, about what yeah. was going on. Yeah. But he was saying that my his uncle, which is my uncle, too, worked for Mr. Small in mm-hmm. his restaurant. And Mr. Small would keep his money hidden in the basement behind a brick wall. And he said he saw him, you know, put the money in there. and Several he, times. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. would stand out front. And look, at, look out for space. him. Yeah, look, you know, mm-hmm. so that was the 
they couldn't put their money in banks. They wouldn't dare put well, their money. Well, yeah, they all did. My grandfather put some money in the walls. Exactly. You know, exactly. in a coffee can. Exactly. You know, exactly. heat it up in there. You exactly. Know, a hole in the wall. Exactly. It would put put That's it in that. the mattresses and right. all kinds of right. stuff. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, so because, you know, you have your money at the bank. Um, of course, they may have had black banks, but people weren't too trusting of the banking system at that time, well, I guess. Well, no, they weren't because of the fact if you put your money in the white banks at that particular time, white bankers would come up with situations to yeah, take over your, your money. money. Well, yeah. Mr. Mister Eden, you owe uh, taxes of mm-hmm. this amount and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Right. Just make up stuff and right. write up stuff right. to take your money. Right. Right, yeah. so I can understand why mm-hmm. you know someone would build a wall in their basement to keep right, their to hide money there money. to have them. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he he was sharing that with me last. And some night. of them will walk around with with the money in their pockets, mm-hmm. front pockets, was mm-hmm. their bank. Hey, you know, you, yeah, at least you, it's you, on me. I know I got it. Mm-hmm. No one, if you can, you they take would it, do you that. Take so, me too. You know, the trust thing. Right, they would bury it outside right. in a right. little, you know, right. case or something, and put mm-hmm. it in the ground. And wow. Yeah. They had to do that, Sherry. Oh yeah, in a lot of cases. Yeah, well, you, you know. know, I can understand. I can understand. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's just so much stuff that's just like a burden almost. Just yeah, it is. Think about when so. you when you think about Black Wall Street and what they did mm-hmm. and what they accomplished. Right. It's almost a a miracle. It's like right. wow, right. how could they do all of that? And then you look at Atlanta, Georgia, mm-hmm. which is a new day Black Wall Street, right? You know, and a lot of people don't don't understand how to compare the two, but it's the new day Black Wall Street, right? They're, That's what they're it is. doing it self self sufficient. Mm-hmm. Um, but even though, like in a place like Atlanta, you have the government, and the government is actually. You know, your city officials are black. Oh, for sure. Your police black. I mean, it's just like from a top to bottom type of environment, and it's a different feel. So the expectation is a little different of each other and appreciation of each other. I mean, it's just it's just a totally different feel. Yeah, than what it we is. Have you know, when with. I was just there a few months ago, and I walked around those streets and looked and saw all these different Black businesses. Mm-hmm. I mean, it felt good to be able to go into a black bookstore. Right. Just all black books. Right. And you just right. all around off in there, and they, you know, the African queens and stuff mm-hmm. were giving you some mm-hmm. insight about what it was all about. Mm-hmm. You know, total black barbershops and beauty salons right. and right. black grocery stores. And right. Black everything, you know, right. and it's just, it felt different. It felt good. It is a different. It's, it is different when you go into those that type of space and I just it's just different. Yeah, it is different. different. You know, it makes you feel a certain way too. Like you're connected to something bigger than yourself mm-hmm. as opposed you know, to being an island. Like here you feel like for me personally sometimes I feel like an island to myself because I don't well, have Well you are. Life. You basically are because we're more <laughs> more or less over here it's almost like a colony. You know, a colony of black people together because uh, they say one Tulsa, but it's not one Tulsa. You know, we have a great divide between North Tulsa, South Tulsa, or any other part of Tulsa. And it's almost getting to the point of like the have and the have not. Yeah, it is. In a lot of ways. And, you know, I go 
like I'm hanging out with my friends from New York and New Jersey, and they're talking about their investing and invest. I mean, just doing really big things. And these are men and women, mm-hmm. you know, that are doing. But here, it's almost like we struggle. We really well, you know, struggle. the haves don't associate too much with the have-nots. Well, that's true too. To educate the have-nots to help them come up the ladder. Well, they moved to Broken Arrow. You know, they moved to Broken Arrow, they moved to Bigsby, and yeah. they move out of the community. Right. Because they say uh, since the last Census Bureau, uh, 11,000 people left here yeah. out of North Tulsa. Well, and there are only about 33,000 black people who are in North Tulsa. North Tulsa. So yeah. those numbers are staggering. Yeah, you know, when that's, a, that's a big When there's 65,000 people they say are in Tulsa, you know, mm-hmm. but now they moved to Wassel and Bigsby. Right. They're not even counted. They're not even counted in the Here, Tulsa. In it's the Tulsa. just a county. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, that makes a big difference. It's almost like a brain drain. It's an economic drain. It's a social drain. Because if you don't see anything different than what you're, you know, accustomed, accustomed to seeing, that, that, that becomes your norm. Yeah, it does. <clears throat> what What happens is, is that when we give up, our property, yeah, and we grandma's house, our mothers and fathers' homes, and we give them up, mm-hmm. and we lose them to the city, mm-hmm. you know, and the city gets them and auctions them off, and Hispanics grab them or some other race grabs those homes mm-hmm. and renovate those houses. Mm-hmm. We've lost those houses. Now we're staying in an apartment complex, right? right. Paying seven, eight hundred thousand right. dollars a month, right? And then we ride by Grandma's old house, and, look, look and, at, look, yeah, look at house. and Jose and them are living in it. And you go, wow, look at that. They sure did a good job of mm-hmm. that's fixing what, it up. That's what we say, <laughs> fixing it up. Look at it right now. They remodel that house. Wow. Which could have been our home. Wow. You know. And so it's almost like a situation like um, when I came back, I saw that they had helped um, one of the last survivors. What was her name? Miss. Here recently? Yeah, just this Saturday. Yeah. Just this Saturday. Didn't they remodel her home or something? Or they something? did. It looked like they did a complete clean out, remodel clean out, everything. Clean out, remodel, add paint, yeah, all paint, that. Yeah, paint, power wash, mm-hmm. everything. I cannot think of her name right now. I'm thinking, I, I, I just saw her. I just read about her in the paper, and I yeah. can't think of her name either, but... I think, uh, but I thought that was really cool for them to do that. It was, and cool. it's just—I mean, she's just one of the many. She because, is, because you know. Well, there are not a lot of survivors still living, though. I'm just talking about folks that need that type of help. In yeah, and it's a whole like lot of those. A whole lot of, a lot of that, seniors yeah, and stuff like that, that could, could use, use that, that type of help. That type yeah. of help, you know. Because once you, I mean, you're on a fixed income. The city, I mean. They have those rehab pro- programs and whatnot, but there's always a wait list, and they only give like a little bit of money to do those, like a hundred thousand. They don't give a lot of money no, they in don't. the neighborhood for, for mm-hmm. those type of programs anymore. So when people are in their homes forever, it's just the wear and tear, mm-hmm. and not having the finances to spruce it up or get a nice little paint paint a coat. Coat paint of coat mm-hmm. on the walls. I didn't say that right. Mm-hmm. Paint coat, or coat of paint. So yeah, they it's it's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. 
one of those things. Like you said, their house is paid for. Right. And it's falling apart. Falling apart. Literally falling, falling all apart. apart. So what do we do about it? So We organize. Mm-hmm. We organize. That's what we're supposed to do, right? We should. You would think we so. We should. We should. You know. Help each other. Help the community. Help the community the needs so much education and so much help and so much direction, you know, and people got to want to receive that help in that direction to know exactly where we need to go. You know, um, you got so many different what I call clicks. Mm-hmm. You got a bunch of clicks now. Right. You you do. Know, different, different, right, you different do. people. Uh, we see it this way and we see it that way. So. You know, we got to get on the same page. And At least, yeah, get on the same page. Get on the same page. That's what I say all the time. I tell people that all the time. We need to get on the same page, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, be there for the community, not just for yourself, but for the community. So, I don't well, know. that goes back to, like, people running for office. Who's not running for office and how it's, if you're going to represent the community or if you're going to run for that office, you should be supporting the community all along. Not, not just when you're getting ready, you should be putting in work. Well, you said the key word, putting in work, W O R K. So I, 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 when I like when I said when I got off that plane, I was like, "Oh Lord, I'm back home." Help back me. home. How did you feel getting off that plane? <sighs> like, oh Lord, I'm back, and it has literally been like a hit over the head all day today. Yeah, all day today. Were you kind of like, "Well, I'm back in Tulsa." Exactly. Well, I'm oh, back. Let me see what I gotta go back to. Let mm-hmm. me check. Yes, yes, yes. Back to life, back to reality, huh? Mm-hmm. And it, it makes you do things that you're like, ugh. You know what? I'm just going to do it. I don't care. Just do it. Yeah, just got to do it. Mm-hmm. Just gotta you don't do have it. no choice here. No, you don't sometimes. We could have so much more and be so much more ahead. If we had participants in the community to all step up and yeah. see see what we really need. Right. And it's I don't know about I can only speak for myself. I can only go out and and be in the struggle for extended periods of time and then I literally have to retreat back to myself to try to get my head right. Because if not, it kinda takes me to a place where it's just, just so much negativity that you, you're not getting anything done anyway. So sometimes uh, for, for me personally, it's good for me to just step back and let everybody else do what they have to do and then come step back in because some people are like, well, you just kind of disappeared. Where have you been? I've been here. I've been listening, but I haven't been actively involved because, oh my God, the Stuff, the people, you're like, are you kidding me? Why? Mm. Do you ever think about moving somewhere else? All the time. Just packing up and All getting up and getting up out of here. When you meet these other people from other cities, do they try to encourage you to move? 
No, they think Tulsa's just like, oh, wow. Y'all got horses. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> you go, y'all got horses. Huh? Yeah. And someone it's will like, say, dang, I'm surprised you. You're back in Tulsa? I thought you were in Chicago. No, I've been back in Tulsa for five years now. So, yeah. But, you know, I've met a lot of people from out of town who moved here who really like it. Yeah. Here. Yeah. They really like it here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Right. You know. Because I, I think it has a lot to do. They don't have the they don't know what we know and they haven't gone through the struggle of getting to where we are for the personal piece that we have to deal with mm-hmm. because they're not connected to it. No, they're not connected means. to it. And the yeah. cost of living is cheaper for them here. Yeah. Yeah. Because you they're know. coming, if they're coming here, relocating From a real here, big city. Yes. With a really good salary mm-hmm. and, you know, and it's kind of hard to find, like, I know a lot of people, and myself included, if we left Tulsa, our salaries would increase at least by 20, oh, yeah. 25. You and know. people are like, mm-hmm. well, the cost of living, no. Even with that little bit of money, that little extra, you quote unquote, you can do a whole lot more. Most people I know who have left here from Tulsa, who were born and raised here, mm-hmm. and they left and moved to different cities, mm-hmm. seem like they're doing better. Yeah. They're doing yeah. better. Because you, know? you have a lot of mind, the same mindset. It's not the mm-hmm. crab and the barrel mentality. They're living better. The conditions yeah. of life yeah. are just yeah. better. Driving less better stress. vehicles, better less homes. Stress, less stressful better environment. Yeah. 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 Everywhere I go, I run into somebody from Tulsa. Mm-hmm. If I go over their house, it's like, okay, you're doing good. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you're I know doing all good. of my friends, all of my friends that are in Dallas, Houston, Chicago, that mm-hmm. are from Tulsa and different places, doing exceptionally Mine well. Too. I, I exceptionally realize well. I realize so, it. They're yeah. not. They're they're more outgoing and mm-hmm. want to do things and mm-hmm. get involved in things. Yep. And, yep. You know, it's, it's, not uh, to say that we're not, Bobby. We're still. Yeah, not to say. Here, I'm, I'm not trying to put us too. down or anything but like it's that. It's just like, can I get a? Can I get y'all to come on? Yeah. See, like one of the things. No, I'm not putting us down yeah. at all because we do have some blacks here mm-hmm. who are doing pretty good, you yeah. know, and living a well, good life, mm-hmm. you know, right here in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. You know, we have plenty, you know, but I, I would like to see them become more involved in the community to help those who are under, you know, who are deprived of certain things to give them the education uplift them, right. tell them some good stuff, right. take them someplace, show them some, some things, place, right. you know, right. teach them some things. Right, right. That's what I like to see more of. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the things like this year, this next season, ski season, my intentions are to have three trips. One trip is like a learning trip. The second trip is just for fun. If you can do that. And the third trip is to the summit. So, and that's the big, mm-hmm. the big, big event, big annual event. Big annual event. Yeah. So, um, we used to have a club. We were talking about reactivating that club, reinstating the membership, right? And moving forward, but of course, it's going to take some folks, and I got to network and get get people involved, people that want to um, learn how to ski or be involved. People talk about it, and I just remember the last time. When when I first started thinking about skiing, a, a lot of a lot of it has to do with the person out front, the face. So I know I can't be the face of it. I'm gonna have to get someone else. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get someone else that people can relate to, that are relatable to, and let them be the mouthpiece and let them 
you know, pump the folks up to go mm-hmm. skiing because mm-hmm. I know it's, I don't think I'm that person. Yeah, you may not be that person because, mm-hmm. you know, um, African-American people are real picky <laughs> about what sports and what things like that mm-hmm. they participate in. Now, we're going to do some football. We're going to do some basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to do some of those. But we're, when it comes to other things like like uh, swim teams, mm-hmm. and, yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. hockey yeah. and yeah. All of that. We just don't go that direction, and we need to. We need to step out into but, something different for a change. I don't. I don't think necessarily that it's the person that's doing the selling of the event. Okay. Let's say take take me for instance, person to, yeah, come on, let's do this. I'm not that person, but someone else may have that skill set to hype folks up to come. You know, because they'll look at me like, what? But you know, you doing what? most black people don't like cold weather. Yeah, that's oh, that's the, something right there that they think, oh, this, I'm going to be freezing. But, but we'll deal with the heat. You, could, you yeah. can put on layers. layers, but your layers won't have you looking like a snowman. That's, uh-huh. how, that's how high tech the fabric is nowadays. I yeah. mean, you can literally. You'll feel good upon all of that. Man, huh? Sweating like a oh god! Got to take some of it off. Yeah, you got to take some of it off because you really get hot. You start to sweat, and that's just standing still. So if you're exercising, if you're moving or whatever, oh lord, it's just like up. I mean, dripping in sweat, literally up under all of that, under all of that that. stuff that you have on. You can get sick like that. You can get sick like that if you don't do what you're supposed to do. You know, you have vents in your jackets to, you know, to cool you off and you have, you know, unzip it a little bit, don't zip it all the way down to the bottom, little things that you do. But, I mean, to to say that, oh, my God, I'm going to be freezing the whole time. Nope, not at all. You won't even feel that. You won't even feel that. That's not even, that is not. Mm-mm. And I understand that up there with the snow, it's not like that necessarily well, it's cold it's but it ain't cold is it freezing cold it's, it could be freezing cold mm-hmm. i've been in situations where the wind is blowing like right now my skin is wind whipped and i have to go do a scrub and all that to get the dent that's only because the wind was blowing in the high altitude and it's already dry so little things like that i mean i don't think i put enough sunscreen on so that could be the reason too but it was a lot of fun I had a blast. I had uh, a blast. No, you you go all the time. Yeah, but you it's know, nothing new for you. Yeah, but uh, the other things like people like, oh, I don't want to ski. That seems hard. You might run into some trees or something. I'm like, for one, I don't ski trees. And people that do ski trees, they know how to ski. You have to be able to turn on a dime on one ski. I can do it, but I choose not to. I don't want to be dodging in and out of trees, you know, because that means you're doing so many quick turns. So I don't do that. But what I will venture off and do is Nordic ski on the trail. And it's just like swishing back and forth across across the golf course under snow, whatever. They have the tracks and trails already in there. And that is a killer workout. That's just like running but you're covered up in your clothes and whatnot. You get a great cardiovascular workout doing that. And then you have people that snowshoe. And so you just put on your snowshoes and walk around the track, just chill, look at nature, never know what you're going to see. Oh, okay. Yeah, great. So it's different. It's different. different. Well, hey, we're going to take a little break. We're on the Bobby Eaton Show, me and Sherry Lasky. Dial this number right here, 918-856-3873. Again, the number is 918 856 
3873. I'd like to apologize for those who were expecting to hear from uh, Umar Johnson tonight, but he had to cancel. He had a flight going on, and he couldn't be on the show. But we're going to get him back in here. So we want you to call that number, dial that number. It's open mic night, and we've been talking about some skiing and stuff. So (laughs) that's interesting right here. So do that. All right, we're going to be right back, so stick around. This is Tulsa's own Gap Band.
All right. Hey, you're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And uh, me and Sherry Lasky in here talking about food. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, food deserts and growing food. And I guess we need more gardens in our community, don't we? Well, we need more gardens, but we need more people to grow that food, to learn how to grow it. Just grow a sunflower. A sweet potato or something. something and you simple. can just do that, I guess. And some people do it in a flower pot or something. You know don't what? They? I'm gonna tell on myself. That was I was real country this past summer, but I don't care. Oh, you what I, you do? I know I produced at least a hundred pounds of watermelon did in my you? front yard. I know I did. You had that many watermelons. I had that many watermelons in my front. Big yard watermelons. Growing. I I the largest one. one the largest one was 28 pounds. That's pretty like, that's, that's huge. huge. That was huge. That was a great stuff. Were you giving them away? Or I, were you I, just... I was selling some of them at the farmer's market. And some of them, I had yellow meat and I had um, the gray yellow stones. Meat, really? Yeah. But my black diamonds, they're, they're not, I've talked to some, some people that grow and they were telling me the black diamonds, they're not, there's, they've been hybrid so many different times. They're not like the quality black diamonds we used to have back in the day. So mm. I didn't get really good ones. And I planted cantaloupes too. I got a can, cantaloupes about the size of um, basketballs, and they were extra, extra sweet. I've Pretty never. Good. Oh, it was so good. It was so sweet. I was like, I had to go. I had to go buy grapes from the grocery store to put in there to cut that sweetness because I really? did grapes and cantaloupes. They were that sweet, huh? They were that. I was just like, oh my God, this is oh, Lord. I didn't let anything. I, I'm not a cantaloupe eater, but those water, those cantaloupes and the, those grapes, I was like, oh, this is breakfast, this is gonna be lunch, and this is gonna be dinner. Oh, but yeah, it was. I did it. Was it was good. Huh? It was good. It was good. So, and that was like I said, maybe a. See, you making me hungry 10 now. Ten foot by ten by twenty. Maybe I may be exaggerating that, but and then I had black peas, not black eyed peas, but black peas. They look like black beans, but they're peas. They just popped up, and I, I was like, what so let me ask for? you: when you have a garden, you have to maintain that garden yeah. Yeah. and pull out the weeds, yeah. uh, make sure it's watered mm-hmm. down properly yep. to where the elements won't destroy it. Right? right, right. You have to tend to it. Yes. So in the summertime, what's the best time to water your plants? At night. At night. I like to do it at night when the sun goes down. Water. So you don't. Then. So you don't have you. The water won't be burning them during the and day. Just, yeah, right. Yeah. Drying and out. Huh? Yeah, and sometimes when like if I get up early in the morning when it's still kind of cool, if I forget the night before, I'll go and water early in the morning. Mm-hmm. But the way I grew this past summer, I simply. I didn't do a lot of tilling. I made mounds and I put my seeds in the mounds. I let them. I let the plant get really established, and I cut the grass real, real low, and just let it do that for about a week or two. And then I put cardboard on top, and I put hay on top, and that helped with the weeds. So I didn't okay, have any keeping weeds, weeds out. Keep, huh? Kept all the weeds out, and I took grass clippings to put around the edge or the perimeter of my mm. cardboard and hay. And that helped grass from creeping in. So I didn't have, oh, I was like, okay, I'm doing this 
all the time now. So I'm going to try more What's spots easiest, like that. What's the easiest thing that you've grown before? What do you think is real easy, peas. don't take low maintenance, peas? Like I peas, purple hole peas. Really? And okra do really well in the heat. I mean, I was just like, are you kidding me? For real, we like just don't go away. I mean, just resilient. Remind me of just go make it through no matter what. You don't even have to maintain them that much. Not that much. Not that much. What's the hardest? The hardest are tomatoes. Tomatoes are fickle. I don't. I don't like growing tomatoes because some people love growing tomatoes because they got they have the knack for growing tomatoes. I know my my grandmother used to say, "Go out there and grab a tomato." She'd be out there and I'd go out there and grab grab one. Be like, "Here, grandma!" But my, I had to. I did a lot of fighting with the rabbits. Oh, coming to eat those tomatoes? They would come in and just sit there like you don't see them. And I talk to them, try to talk to them nights. Okay, now y'all go, y'all can have all the lettuce you want. I'm through with the lettuce. Just don't mess with the tomatoes. tomatoes they eat the bottom of the tomatoes and stuff. So what I did, I just got a net to cover them up. That kind of kept them out. But mm-hmm. they, the rabbits, the rabbits would definitely, you know. Rabbits will find a garden, won't mm-hmm. they? Mm-hmm. I heard yes. that. They'll yes. find a garden. They, I mean, just sit there and stare at you like, please, I hope she don't see me and don't do anything. Just stand real still. And you're looking at them. And they're looking at you. looking at you. Like, who's going to move first? But if you move, then they off. No, sometimes, I mean, if you move slow, even if you move quick, they may still, like, be really, really still. So, remain in the same spot. So, I would just like, like, mm. Okay, let me get a net because y'all going to keep eating up the big ones at the mm. bottom. So, Have you uh, tried growing the potatoes and stuff? I've grown sweet potatoes and like yeah. little red potatoes. Yeah. And they do really okay. It's just... Onions? Oh, yeah. Onions I can do all day. I grew garlic. This I planted garlic. You plant garlic in the fall, and now my garlic tops are like at least eight, maybe eight or 12 inches in height. Okay. So they grow. They grew all through the winter. Garlic so, will yeah. grow, grow through the winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just curious to see what it's gonna look like when I pull them up. It's not time yet, so I'm just let them just do their thing. So in a garden, you can put almost anything in a garden. Anything. Huh? They mushrooms. Can, anything. Huh? Well, mushrooms. You won't. You know, that's a different process. They okay. grow in the dark. They have little wooden. They have. They have like systems set up where people can grow different types of mushrooms, and you just mm-hmm. break them off and you sell them. I haven't tried. I haven't what tried. What about corn. corn stalks? Corn you can grow. You can probably grow. I know you can grow corn here. I'm going to try this year, but I'm going to do the three sisters with the corn. You have your corn, you have a bean, and then you have a squash. They do. Squash do pretty good. What greens? Mm-hmm. I do greens. greens. I got greens growing right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, what okay. kind of greens? Mustard. Mustard. Broadleaf mustard greens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, it's really interesting, you know, once you get to doing it. And then, like, you heard the saying, the face of a mustard seed. Right. And if you see the size of a mustard it's seed, so it's just huh? like, wow. It's 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 amazing. And, like, I grow the broadleaf mustard greens. So that little bitty, bitty seed, and I get a green the size of, like, about the length of my arm and, like, five inches across. It's just like, this is amazing. So you, you, you get a different appreciation when you start growing your own food and where it comes from, that whole process. So, yeah, it's a little different. 
So you have a lot of vegetables within your home, huh? Here's the thing. What I, is the thing? I Tell grow me. them, but can I get attached to them like they're pets or something and oh, don't really? eat them, and they go bad. So, and I thought it was just me being crazy, but my uncle, he grows all the time. He said, "Yeah, sometimes you do get attached to your fruit, so you need to just go ahead." So and fruits eat it. or vegetables, fruits uh, and vegetables, and anything vegetables. that you grow. Do you grow any fruit? Um, that would be well, fruits. Okay, the fruits are anything that come from a flower. Okay. So any plant that comes from a flower is considered fruit. Mm-hmm. Strawberry. Strawberry is a fruit. Mm-hmm. Comes from a grapes. Fruit. Grapes have flowers. That would be a fruit. Tomatoes, okay. fruit. Cucumbers, fruit. Um, watermelons, fruit. Cantaloupe. Fruit. People don't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they think they're vegetable. Mm-hmm. A potato would be considered a root, but you know, mm-hmm. carrot root. Um, those are vegetables, right? Yeah, those are vegetables or roots because they're underneath the ground. Tubers. Mm-hmm. What would a banana be? Bananas are, are vegetables. Fruit. No, because they come yeah. from a flower. Yeah. Anything that comes from a flower is considered a fruit. Okay. Because the stamen is fertilized with the pollen and the pollen grows down and they all of that process. I love bananas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, eat plantain. Yeah, plantain too. I've had plenty of that. Mm. Mm-hmm. They're good to me. It's a, a lot of. Uh, it depends on who's. Because I've had them where they like smash them or something. Yeah, oh, I like too flat. Yeah, yeah, like they take them and well, smash all them. around the Caribbean they eat plantain. Yeah, I mean that's common. Yeah, you know, around the Caribbean. Yeah. yeah, on those parts right there. But wow, you can have some healthy eating. Mm-hmm. If you just yep. take the time out to do it, take right? Take the time to do it. Yep. So what would you suggest for a person who's never grown anything, uh, where to start? What would be a good fruit or vegetable that you would think to start off with? Something simple, like cucumbers. Cucumbers? Cucumbers. Is that so simple? simple. That's, you just put them down and you let them trellis up and eat your, eat your cucumbers. Real simple. Really? Real simple. People like to say tomato tomatoes will make, oh, no. I don't. Tomatoes are not my friends. Yeah, you keep saying like tomatoes. No, they're no, just no. so finicky and temperamental with the heat and the bugs. And I'm like, oh, y'all can have. I just go. Do they draw a lot of bugs? No, it depends on. Like this summer, I had a. I think it was a stink bug, some type of bug that just would invade my leaves and devour my leaves and disappear and be at the roots and stuff. But they never really ate the tomato. Did everything. But they didn't touch the tomatoes, so I don't. I'm mm. just like, okay, wow, that's that's good, I guess. But mm-mm. yeah, well, that's because you never know, do you? No, mm-mm. you don't always have some bugs. Those stinky squash bugs that eat up your squash. So, do you spray? No, no, I don't you, use any chemicals. Yeah, some people spray, huh? And use yeah, chemicals but, out there. I mean, they spray all that for the bugs and yeah, all but that. Yeah, I don't. Look, that's, a, You'll be that's eating another that expense. Stuff, huh? that's a, to me, that's another expense. Okay. And bugs are going to be bugs no matter what. So you can pick them off. You can squash them. You know, if I had chickens, it would be better because the chickens can go around and eat them. But and that, go through the garden and just eat yeah, the bugs? Yeah, pick the little bugs. They may pick a tomato or two. They may not, you know, yeah. but they'd much rather deal with the insects. I didn't know that. I didn't know mm-hmm. the chickens ate Guinea, the bugs. Yeah. Yeah. Chickens, chickens will scratch and get, get all your little bugs and stuff for you. Some of them will eat your plants, pack at them if it's something that they like. But for the most part, 
They just scratch around, eat bugs. Hmm. That's interesting right there. Mm-hmm. How long does it take to grow some of that stuff? Anywhere from 30 to 60 days, depending on what you're growing. Like beets will sprout and be ready for the top in 30 days. I don't know about the bottom coming out, maybe 60 days. 60 days. Cucumbers, I think 50, 60 days. So anywhere from 30, lettuce, 30 days, 45 days, depending on when you plant it. Cabbage about the same as that? No, cabbage, I think that's about 90 days. It takes a long time. For For a head of of cabbage to grow? Yeah, but if I'm not mistaken, cabbage is about... So lettuce grow faster than cabbage? Lettuce grows much faster, much faster. Really? Yeah, you could, like today is the 9th. By April 9th, you'll have some pretty good lettuce. If you did it right. That's mm. from what about carrots? Carrots are kind of, the temperature has to be right and the soil has to be real nice and for the carrots, for Just the like carrots. potatoes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, somebody, was it, um, Kathy, Kathy Frank, she grew some carrots and I was just amazed at how they looked. You know, she took a picture of them, put them out there. They look so pretty. So there, you can grow food here in Oklahoma, and you can grow food in, in your neighborhood, but people aren't, you know, people aren't doing it. So when you get accustomed to going to the grocery store to pick up your fruits and your vegetables or whatever, whatever, the idea of actually growing it yourself seems foreign. Yeah. So it's just what it because is. Because there's not a lot of people who have gardens and growing stuff like that no more. I know when I was coming up as a youngster, I mean, a lot of Everybody those, had a little pet. They would put little stuff. And even inside the house, they would grow. Mm-hmm. They put it in the window yeah. field and yeah. let it get sun and, mm-hmm. you know, those plants and stuff would grow. And, uh-huh. Wow. Well, it, you'd be surprised if you kind of peek into some backyard, you'll see people growing. Now, I have people that grow, but you wouldn't know unless you peeked into the backyard. And then there are people that have chickens. Cause yeah, I've seen some roosters. You hear chickens. roosters crowing all in the morning and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, okay, here we go. But yeah, laying eggs and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, those double yeah. yolk eggs yeah. and all that kind yeah. of stuff. I have a one of the guys that participates in our farmers market. He has like an urban farm where he has like chickens, um, chickens, ducks. And I don't know if he had a pig. He had a pig out there. And pig the, for the pork? Yeah. And the people, oh the neighbors were complaining and this, that, the other. And my my take is, if you, ha- if you live in a neighborhood and the meth man and the crack man and all of them are running through the neighborhood and you're complaining about somebody growing some food, we got some real problems. Yeah, we got big problems when it comes to that. Yeah. So, I, I mean, people dumping mattresses and, and old junk stuff, and trash. But you complaining about somebody growing somebody some. trying to, you know, provide something in the neighborhood. That's a, that's it's helping him, of course. But if he has, if he wasn't in that space, guess what? The grass would probably be about ten feet high, and you wouldn't know what was hidden in there. You have all the critters running back and forth through your house. So yeah, it's. I'm just like grow something, grow something. Yeah, grow something. You know, mm-hmm. wow, they need to teach the children how to grow. Oh, yeah, you know, young people how to really Pinky, grow. See, 
squeeze. That's it. And the little milk cartons, that's all we did. We always yeah, grew a bean or day. two in elementary. Yeah, yeah. right. Hey, cut those little milk cartons Cuts down. down yeah. and there put you some go. fertilizer in there and stick stuff off in there. Put some dirt, and there you go. Mm-hmm. Healthy you eating. Go. And that's what we need in our community because, you know, we're not getting it. No. You know, uh-uh. we go going to all these dollar stores. Buying up all of this inferior food. I saw somebody grocery shop out of a Dollar Tree. I'm like, they had grocery. It was all canned and stuff, but it's just like, whoa. You eating out of a Dollar Tree store? Yeah, feeding your family out of a Dollar Tree. I just a box of noodles or something Something like that. Something quick, fast or something. They had some some spicy mustard or something, just something out of the norm that you, because sometimes they will have something a little different. Like one time they had um, those cookies, biscotti, and I was like, grabbed them all up because in the cookies they have an airplane, right? Air American, uh-huh. grabbed them all. So you got them all, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get all of these. I was walking through the store looking for them, like, oh, it's wait, it has to be more. It couldn't find them, but um, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was like, wow. Yeah, well, you know, some people don't have any choices. That's the only place they got. You know, if you don't have a vehicle to where you can well, get, to, get to Reese's or some mm-hmm. place, Walmart, mm-hmm. so where they do have vegetables, that's, mm-hmm. and you're just walking wow. in the neighborhood. It's so sad, though, because we need that grocery store here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, yeah, right. over here in North Tulsa. We just don't have one. Well, you know, I know they're working on it. There's a place breaking, about it, yeah. breaking ground, and the thing that the Hanson people are doing the the backward way. It's people want a grocery store. People want fresh food. People want those things, but it's almost like I don't understand. I really don't. I I don't know. You know, if we wanted it so bad, we'd do something about it. You think? You would think you would think that we would be out building our own grocery stores and wouldn't have to wait for Taylor and everybody else to come in here, you know. But the it's the resources, having the resources to do so and to organize. Oh, people. it's people got some resources around here. Yeah, but they to open up a grocery store. They don't some, want to. But they don't want to. They don't want to. Um, they're not interested. Mm-mm. It's too much of a burden to them, you know. Well, to do something like, like that. that, right? That's and that's sad. We it is. We do have people that could do it, but they're like, "Oh no, not me! I'm not going to be the one to take that risk." And I can understand both sides almost because you know you stick your neck out, you build something, and then you have people go in there and do like a slip and fall to try to get a check or you know all kind of crazy stuff. Yeah. All kind of crazy Big time things. crazy. So you're just like, wow, why? I don't, I don't know why, and uh, it's uh, it's mentality. Because if you don't have the education and you don't have the knowledge, then you just don't have it. We have to teach it. Yeah, like you, you're talking about all of this uh, produce and groceries. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to teach this stuff to our people so they can say. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, get excited about trying some projects mm-hmm. and doing something a little different because we will do the same thing over and over and over again and never change. And see, that's some of the stuff we're trying to, to deal with at the farmer's market. The farmer's market will be from 
May to September, and we're putting things together, but we're also trying to put like little pieces of like, um, like a chef, how to cook, what to cook, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, what vegetables are in season, educate people along those lines, and also possibly doing like, okay, you work all day, here's some things you can put in the crock pot, right, and it'll be ready when you come home. So you just all you have to do is go wash your hands, get the dishes out, and sit down and eat. That kind of thing. Because a lot of people just don't have time to cook. That's why they go to the drive through. That's right. Or they don't know how to cook. So or they, they become accustomed become accustomed to the drive through. Because mm-hmm, it's easier. You know, because easier. You get off yeah. of work, you and got kids, you got kids, you're tired. So you stop off at Taco Bell, mm-hmm. Burger King, McDonald's, mm-hmm. on a regular all basis. that on a regular basis every day. Okay. Yeah. So you're feeding mm-hmm. this bad food, right. terrible food to your right. children. Right. Obesity is taking yep. place. Mm-hmm. You're swelling up and you yep. don't know why. Well, you're just eating the wrong foods. All a lot of grease, time. a lot of stuff processed inside food. those processed foods. Processed food. You're right. Like, man, that's a... That's a hard habit for people to break. Once it is. Get, it's so hard. Once they get the weight on, it's even a harder struggle. To get it off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we need to get to a point to where we start having more healthier choices. Mm-hmm. You know? At least making, you know, have the, the mindset or the knowledge base to like, okay, this is going to, it's going to take me longer to burn that off. Why don't I do this instead? Why don't I, why, why I should eat this instead of that? This is going to make me feel fuller longer. If I eat this, if I eat this snicker, it's going to be quick and hit. But if I eat a bowl of oatmeal, put some other stuff in it, some that's going to last, or some yeah, nuts that'll or last me a little longer. That'll last yeah. me right, exactly. Yeah. We don't think like that, do we? Because we eat a lot of bad stuff, and it's you know, I'm, I'm, I got to admit, I'm not always eating the right stuff all mm-hmm. the time either. Mm-hmm. And then that's why we have a high rate of uh, diabetes and. Other stuff like that going on yep, with absolutely that obesity thing is it's it's running rampant all over and you it's, know? it's not people it's the someone brought it to my attention just drilled it down it's the high fructose corn syrup it's the fructose 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 the corn syrup okay that's what it, it is it's a different type of sugar. And it, I, I was, it was explained to me that, that once that is consumed, that's, and you find that in a lot of the sodas, fructose. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it's it. It's hard to burn off. It's, it's called the hardest, fructose. F R U C T O S E, fructose. Okay, okay. And so that sugar is hard to burn off. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it, it's easy to quit, it's easy to convert to fat. And it's hard to burn off once it's, you know, on your body. You know, it's funny because people say, I hear people say, things that taste good to you are not good good for for you. you. Right. You know, but you know what a doctor told me? A doctor told me, he says, Bobby, if it's not in your home, you can't eat it. Right. So if you buy it and go to the grocery store and put it in your house. Right. You're going to eat it. Huh? You're going to eat it. You're going to eat it if it's in there. Cookies, snacks. You yeah. know, chocolate, ice yeah. cream, whatever. Yeah. It's going to be right there, so you're going to eat right. it. But if it's not there, you know. But we don't like to eat certain stuff because we, it don't taste as good hmm. to us as I some of I'm the junk stuff. stuff. Yeah, me too. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. 
Because you know? I, I, I'm a potato. I like crunchy. That's like my aggressive mm-hmm. food. So I'll go get something crunchy and I'll crunch through the whole bag because it's just like it's a stress type of thing. The whole bag of and once I crunchy eat it, stuff. It's just like, okay, I'm cool now. She like Fritos or something like no, that? I, the junk I'll, I'll do like, I'm, 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 I can't talk about the kids and the hot talkies because I like hot lays. Hot lays, potato hot chips. Lays, potato chips. That's oh, you my, hooked on that one, huh? I try to I try to control myself. I okay. bought a bag and didn't eat it, so I left it. I, I was uh, like, okay, I'm gonna leave you, but I'm gonna. Well, take you it. know, I've actually started trying to eat from snack, eat some popcorn. Yeah, that's what I you yeah. know. So I, I've been trying to go that route with it. I'm gonna eat instead of getting some chili chili Fritos or some <laughs> other stuff. You know, to get a bag of popcorn. popcorn. Yeah, and then I started. Getting my cereals, mm-hmm. you know, I'm eating raisin bran and uh-huh. and and honey bunches of oats, mm-hmm. and then I'm taking nuts and stuff, putting put it in there, there, yeah, and buy some blueberries mm-hmm. and some, you know, some, yeah, and trying to eat like that, and then <laughs> I'll go and eat like that for a little while, and then I'll go cheat, yeah, you know what I mean? I'll go get some pound cake and put some ice cream on top of it. <laughs> You know, so that's occasionally, not yeah, every I know. day. I already know, no but more. I know it's not but good. It's good, yes, good. It's just like in moderation. Just do things in moderation, in moderation, and, and not do the extra. Don't eat the whole pound cake and the whole thing ice cream in one At setting. Once, that's right. That's when we run into problems. Woo, we run that's into problems like, like, like cannot because it tastes that. good. It tastes good, then you go to sleep because you're just feeling good and you're sleeping all yeah, on it. Yeah, and then the fat rolls off mm-hmm. on you. And they say you know you be waddling down the hallway yeah, trying. Right. To, and wondering how did I get like this? Right, right. And you then know? you depress and then you start trying to you loot and you can't do it. So it's just like a vicious cycle. Yeah, you, you feel like, well, hey, I'm overweight mm-hmm. anyway, so I might as well just go ahead and continue on. Right, right. And so you're not going to try to take it off. Don't even try. You, you, try, give it a, you try, but you give up because yeah. it didn't take. And that's the thing with weight loss. People want their weight loss to happen overnight. You would die if your weight loss happened oh, overnight. Yeah. So it's a gradual process, and you have to stay with your routine. And it's your okay. diet. And your diet. And it's, mm-hmm. it's okay to have like, okay, well, today is not a good day, but you need to make sure you get up the next day and correct that and move forward. So it's hard for a lot of people to lose lose the weight. It is. It is. You Discipline know, is important. They say Oklahoma, we're like – uh, mm-hmm. Number three in obesity. We 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 up there. Number we three. Up there. We're up there in obesity. You know we got yep. some we got some mm-hmm. heavy people here. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, I think a lot of it in the African American community has to do with uh, a lack of activity and things to do. That too. You know, in your community, you yeah. know, even though there are, we have the YMCA. But it costs to go there. And we got we got. Walking trails and bike trails. But we don't, I you know, know we really don't use our. I see people, and I see people always walking around the trail by Carver. Oh, yeah. That sure. was utilized, and it's utilized mostly by older, older people. Older people, yeah. yeah. Seniors are yeah. usually utilizing yeah. it because, uh, and then I see a lot of bike clubs come yeah. over here, white bike yeah, clubs. Yeah, all the time. Riding the trails because it's not as much traffic here north. No. As no. it is out south, right. so they come over the here. They can get on the trails and just ride over here right. and feel free. Right. You know, and they can. I didn't realize this is what threw me off today. I was driving through Skyatook, and the Osage Prairie Trail goes through. I've never crossed the street to go to the other side. Yeah. I looked down, it's 
It's mm-hmm. continued on. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that. I guess it goes all the way through Osage County, right. too. But I'm like, okay. Did you also a- know that there is a bike club that's starting here called the Black Wall Street Riders? No, uh-uh. Yeah. I bet take it's those spandex people. I know. It's just for everyday people. Mm, if it's an everyday bicycle, it's- okay. But the spandex. Bike people, I'm like, mm, I can't. Well, ride you with know, y'all. those right there. And you know, <laughs> when you start a bike club, everybody's not going to be on the same level. Mm-hmm. You know, you got your professionals, your mm-hmm. intermediates, your beginners, yeah, and you're just cruisers, right? You know, I'm so just cruising. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Trying I'm cruising to get... too. So I'm a. I'm gonna do a couple of those little bike. Who's, you know, who's doing that? My sister Gay Eaton and Adele Goss. Okay, They're gonna be good. meeting up. I think on the 16th down at the. Uh, Black Wall Street Liquid Lounge. Okay. And uh, putting I need it, to get in they're putting it, they're, they're putting it together, and I'm, uh, I'm saying, oh, okay. Because that's one of the things we're trying to incorporate it's into a the meet farmer's and greet. market. Yeah. Have a have a bike ride, you know, because the farmer's market is going to be on Greenwood Place. Mm-hmm. So that's right. like a block away from the trail. So yeah. Get them. Get well, let's see. Let me get. I got you. Uh, March the 14th. I'm sorry. At 11 a.m. at uh, Black Wall Street Liquid Lounge. Okay. Black Wall Street Riders meet and greet. Yeah. I so you guys put it on your calendar if you're interested in riding a bicycle. I got a bike over there. I'm you a- know, and I used to ride around the neighborhood yeah. and go down to Lacey Park yeah. and on my bike. I got right. music on my bike. Right. You know right. what I mean? That's right. how I right. just do it on the yeah. casual. You got a bike? Yes, I do. Big old Schwinn. Big old Schwinn. Mm-hmm. See, I'm a cruiser. Yeah. So I don't. Just, I don't get off. Just, you don't have to load up truck. Speed, but like the little five. Yeah, speed, like little five speed. Yeah, speed. yeah, just like go yeah. ride, ride it all the way cruiser. down the Sky Took, ride it all the way down to Greenwood and Archer. Stop from by your Tory's house? place. Yeah. Yeah, I do it too. Stop by I go. Tory's. Yeah. I go all the way downtown mm-hmm. and ride down there. Stop off somewhere. Mm-hmm. I've ridden as far as the gathering place and okay. came on back. Okay. Cool. You know, just riding. Yeah. And yeah. people be honking, Bobby, yeah. hey, yeah. you need to get you a bike and come on out here. Yes. And the one thing by. one thing about bike riding is things that you normally don't see in a I car. To see. I mean, I'm talking about crazy. you see stuff. And yes. it's, it's a good thing, too. You mm-hmm. ride riding that bike and you see stuff and yep. you say, wow, I yep. didn't know that was over there. Yep. Look at this. Mm-hmm. And if the weather's nice, it just oh, feels God. great. Oh, God. That's like in the summertime when it's you're not too too hot, and you're riding Osage going towards Skyatook, and you. Well, what they've done, they've cut the canopy back because it used to be you could the the canopy of the trees kind of cover up the trail, and it would keep the trail cool. But mm-hmm. they cut cut the trees back at least a good ten feet from the trail, if you hadn't noticed, because mm-hmm. it hasn't always been that way. Hasn't wow. always been that way. Yeah. So I'll just they say, cut it back. Oh, huh? Y'all cutting the trees down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you have people that live back off in the woods. And in the wintertime, you can really see where people are, you know, putting up their little tents and the little homesteads, however you want to call them. So I guess they may have got some complaints for from, you know, some of the writers and mm-hmm. they went through and cut it back. I was like, okay. I really see what's dark out back over in there and see folks that can't, you know, they see you, but you can't see them. Mm. So, yeah, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, hey, we're going to take a little break, and we're going to come right back here on the Bobby Eaton Show with our co-host, 
Sherry Lasky. We've been chopping it up, talking about healthy eating habits, uh, health stuff, you know. And speaking of speaking of health stuff, Black Health Camp. Yeah, right. That's what it is, Black Health Camp. And Sherry's going to read a little bit about this. It's coming up. Okay, Black Health Camp: Health Equality and Health Disparities. Oh, that was just. This that was past yesterday. Saturday. That was past, past Saturday. Saturday. But you can still give the information. 11, it was 11 of 4. Yeah, whoops. I got to throw these away. And Miss Florida Pope, Miss Florida Pope mm-hmm. Masters in Social. She did that. It was down to Langston. Okay, Minority Health and Health Equity. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow, that was, that was awesome. That was Saturday. I'm sorry, that you guys. That was awesome. I, I missed yeah, that. Yeah. I missed that. And, you, and if you missed the Emmett Teal play. That took place down at the Liddy Dungeons Theater this past weekend. Wow, what a way to go. Along with this health, black health situation. It's uh, great. Well, Black health counts. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. does. Yes, it does. It's, uh, it does. Basic health screening by Langston University nurses. Okay. Educational informative forum, Census 20 resource agency, door prizes, and lunch will be served. Sounds that good to me. Nice. That Sounds was nice. Sounds good to me. It was a lot going on this weekend. Because it's the first, sort of like the, you know, March. Well, this weekend, uh, the opening of the Black Wall Street Gallery mm. down on Greenwood with Rico Wright opened okay. up his new gallery. Oh, oh, my goodness, was it packed. I went down there. Is that the one? Oh, Lefties? Over the right lefties? next door to Lefties. lefties. Okay, yeah. that building. Yeah, because wow. he moved across okay. the street. Yeah. Yeah, oh. so he's in a bigger place, uh-huh. a better place. Wow. And the silhouette place right there next door to him mm-hmm. where they have the tennis shoes mm-hmm. and stuff. They had a little stage in there, and people were in there, performing, mm-hmm. performers. Okay. And uh, it was just awesome to see. All wow. these African American young good. young people that's down good. on Greenwood in the Greenwood area. Right, right. So um, that's awesome. It was awesome. Me, me and pops was down there. Mm-hmm. Both of us. We the mm-hmm. oldest men in the building. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we looking around. We knew a lot Got of people. To see what's happening? We knew a whole lot of young people. That's good. And they were glad to see us. And yeah. It was a good feeling. And uh, awesome. when we see young people doing young stuff and doing good stuff, it makes you feel good. Feel good. It makes you feel yeah. good. You know, yeah. so that's what it is. We're going to take a little break, like I said earlier, and we'll be right back. Uh, you're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we cross the highway. Yeah. 
All right. Hey, we're back here at KBOB 89.9, also Blog Talk Radio, which we're always on, Internet Radio. Me and Sherry Lasky in the house. Okay, we're going to play a lot of music right here, so some of your favorite jams. Why don't you keep on listening, you know, so tune in Wednesday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, and we're going to be doing the do and, you know, bringing you some conscious information. Um, Let me see. What's going to happen on Wednesday? I don't know who's going to even be here Wednesday. But you can tune in. We know you guys are listening out there. So until the next time, have a good one. All right.